tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. The A to Z of Disease Podcast. Welcome to the A to Z of Disease Podcast with me, Rose Mokonyo. And today we will be talking about breast cancer and especially for those in stage 4. With me is Dr. Gavin Urangi, the oncology coordinator based at Makweni Referral Hospital Cancer Unit, who will take us through this discussion. Karibu, Dr. Thank you, welcome. Maybe you can tell us a bit about yourself. Uh, so my name is Dr. Gavin Orangi. I'm an oncology pharmacist uh, working in McQueen County Referral Hospital. Uh, main thing is I coordinate the cancer services in the facility that is from uh, prevention, uh, the screening services, treatment, and also the palliative care that uh, our cancer patients go through. Okay. So which cancers are prevalent in Makweni? The most prevalent cancers in uh, Makweni is uh, breast cancer being the first one. It's actually very significant considering that uh, October being the breast cancer awareness month, we have uh, cervical cancer affecting the women. So we'll have uh, prostate cancer for the men. And then uh, we also have, and this one is coming up a lot, colorectal cancer and a lot of uh, hepatocellular carcinoma, also known as HCC. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about cancer, there are stages. People talk about stages. What are these stages and how will uh, one progress from one stage to the other? So specifically, if we are talking about, we'll be talking about uh, breast cancer. Um, so in terms of uh, breast cancer, uh, it's common knowledge that uh, most people actually usually say this. You have your stage one, stage two. Stage 3 and uh, stage 4. In terms of severity, stage 1 being the least severe and stage 4 being what we call uh, the most severe of the cancer cases or cancer stages in this case. Uh, When you're talking about uh, classification, how do you how are you staged into t- stage one? How are you staged into stage two, stage three, and stage four? Uh, normally, the main things that we usually look at as clinicians are what we call the TNM classification, whereby you look at the tumor. Uh, then you look at the lymph nodes and then the metastasis. The tumor, basically, in this case, we mean the size of the tumor. And then uh, the lymph nodes, is there any lymph node uh, involvement? The most common uh, lymph nodes that are usually involved in uh, breast cancer are usually the axillary nodes. And then after that, we also check for metastasis. Has it spread? Basically, it's the level of spread of the same. Uh, to note here is one of the ways in which uh, cancer spreads in the body is through the lymph nodes. So, again, you need to be more cautious about uh, the same. So, uh, in terms of staging, you'll do a TNM staging for stage 1, 2, 3, and 4. And then, depending on the severity, you can know which stage where you can put them. Again, you need to note that for each, the tumor, the nodes, and the metastasis, we also have smaller codes of the same, which will uh, tell us the extent of the spread of the disease. Mm-hmm. So do we have different tests for each stage? Uh, not really. I think it's just a specific. We usually have specific tests for that. Uh, the main thing actually for breast cancer for you to be confirmed as a breast cancer patient is uh, through a biopsy so when we have have done a biopsy and then a pathologist will actually confirm that uh, you have breast cancer then from there then we do other tests, uh, things like uh, the CT scans which can uh, tell us the extent of spread of the disease uh, and also any lymph node or axillary node involvement for the same Before we talk about stage 4 
let's talk about these other stages which are a bit manageable. What kind of management do you give to a patient that is in either stage one or two or three? So uh, I'll, I'll start with stage one, uh, probably stage one. Uh, so you, let's say scenario, patient comes, goes to a clinic, then they are screened. After the screening, probably you suspect, the keyword is suspect, eh? the patient is having some form of uh, breast malignancy or breast cancer, breast malignancy. So what you do is you'll do a biopsy to actually confirm the same. So once you have done that and you discover that it's actually uh, non-malignant, it's just probably a lump which is non-malignant or non-cancerous uh, we usually advocate for watch and wait whereby you just uh, tell the patient to go home come back after two three months and then you do the screening again uh, after that for if there is a growth uh, the normal management for that involves three things uh, so uh, because you're speaking to a public audience, I'll simplify it. You have your chemotherapy, your radiology, and your surgery. So let me break it down. So uh, if the patient, the same same patient walks in and you find a lump, and then after that you find that after you've done a biopsy, it's a stage 2 or a stage 3 in this case, and uh, it is a mass. So we usually do something called, if it is a very big mass, we do something called a neoadjuvant chemo, where you give drugs to shrink the tumor so that it can be resectable through... Uh, surgery that is now it can be removed through surgery uh, if it is small one uh, then you do the surgery and then you do something called adjuvant chemotherapy uh, having done that uh, the next step usually is and uh, depends on the oncologist and that is why now we usually have our radio oncologist we go and do radiotherapy so that we make sure that after you have removed the lump with negative margins you are able to make sure that the surrounding tissue is not malignant so you do the three. You have your uh, surgery, can be before or after chemo, and then you have your chemotherapy, and then you also have your radiotherapy for the same. So those three are the main cornerstones in regards to uh, management of breast cancer for stage one, stage two, and uh, stage three. Okay, then how about stage four? What will be the management? Okay, uh, first of all, tell us uh, what happens for one to progress from these three stages into stage four. Uh, basically, it's just a disease pattern like any other disease. So basically, by the time you're stage four, it basically means that uh, the disease has metastasized. Uh, one of the things, if I take you back to the TNM staging, so you have your M, which is um, metastasized. So, uh, so by that, we mean that the disease has spread. The primary places where it usually spreads, which is very common, uh, are the lungs. Uh, you, so that's why we usually say they get a chest CT scan so that you can roll out the chest, uh, the spread of to the chest. And then you also have a spread to the liver, which is also very common. So uh, any form of metastasis to the lungs or the liver or any other part of the body uh, automatically takes the patient from a stage 2 or 3 to a stage 4. Uh, another one is progression of the disease uh, based on the TNM classification. Uh, that is, apart from the M, the tumor could be very big uh, undesectable or the disease progresses as I go back to what I said, uh, progression of disease, so it will progress to a, a level whereby you find that whatever treatment you are giving uh, is not beneficial or the prognosis is still worsening as compared to the treatment that you are giving. Mm -hmm. Yes. So at, at this particular point, what will be the management? Uh, so in this case, let's say the patient has progressed to a stage 4 uh, 
as metastasized. So uh, management is usually what we call palliative care. Uh, in terms of palliative care, in this case, we mean that we need to improve the quality of life of this patient so that uh, he can be as comfortable as possible in the state that they are in. Uh, so this will involve a lot of things. One, you have your palliative care, whereby you can speak with the palliative care nurse. You also have uh, palliative chemo, whereby we try as much as possible to limit the disease progression. Because again, remember, uh, stage phase because of disease progression. So if we can slow down this progression, we will extend the quality and comfort of life of this patient uh, while they are still around. So basically those are the two mainstays of uh, the same. Also psychosocial support plays a very big role in regards to this and also we cannot downplay the role of uh, nutrition in regards to stage 4 management. Mm -hmm. yes. So are there some foods that one is told to eat and are there others that one is told not to eat? <laughs> yeah, definitely. A patient is in stage 4. So in terms of nutrition, uh, and uh, I know the nutritional experts would actually have more details in regards to the same. Uh, we usually advocate for probably more fruits. Fruits are actually good. They have been known to be good at antioxidants. So they can help in regards to slowing the progression of the disease. They are also appetizers and they also help uh, boost the immunity of these patients. Again, remember all our cancer patients, uh, the underlying, they, they are always, or most of the time, because of the chemo, the treatment, or uh, the condition itself, they are usually immunosuppressed. So, again, fruits fruits are actually very important in regards to this. Um, what to avoid, of course, because you are at stage four, uh, most likely target organs will be your lungs and uh, your liver. So, alcohol, uh, smoking, use of tobacco and alcohol is actually prohibited. Uh, we also uh, limit, but this one the nutrition can actually confirm, uh, limit the amount of meat that the patients eat uh, because, again, metabolism by the liver. So we usually advocate for more fruits and a lot of water to actually help uh, in boost the immunity and also fight off any diseases that might be underlying in the body. When, when someone looks at a stage 4 cancer patient, will they be able to tell that this is clearly stage 4? Like, do they have outward signs like fallen hair, fallen fingertips and all that? What signs will someone see that they are, th this one is in stage 4? Uh, okay, so funny thing, the falling of hair, uh, dark fingernails and all is usually as a result of the therapy that they usually get, radio and most commonly uh, chemotherapy, especially the, ones which are the agents that are used for breast cancer. Uh, outwardly, outwardly, uh, it's very difficult for an animal person to actually know that this is a stage 4 cancer survivor. Uh, clinically, yes, you can, uh, and this is mainly done through diagnosis. Again, uh, staging somebody as a stage 4 is not something that should be taken lightly because it's actually what we call actually the end stage of breast cancer disease. So a lot of diligence is usually taken in regards to this. So uh, in terms of uh, testing, in terms of uh, actually confirming that this patient is actually a stage 4 patient. So outwardly, I wouldn't say so because you'd actually get a stage two or three patient who looks even worse than a stage four patient uh, or vice versa. That one is also possible. But to confirm outwardly, no. Uh, it's not done and wouldn't be advocated for. We usually just do it clinically. Mm -hmm. yes. Breast cancer is usually said to be curable when detected early. So what would be your advice to women and men because breast cancer does not just affect women alone? 
Uh, okay, so data shows that uh, early diagnosis and management of breast cancer usually has a better prognosis or a better outcome in these patients. Actually, you'll realize that the recovery rate or cancer survivors over stage 1, 2, and uh, to some extent early stage 3 uh, breast cancer usually tend to recover very well. Uh, so how do you find this out? One, just uh, limit the risk factors in terms of obesity. Uh, of course, age is a risk factor. Uh, when talking about breast cancer, gender is also very important to look at. So those are the things that you should actually look out for, and they are usually very important. Then uh, number one, uh, golden rule. Uh, postmenopausal women, this one is very common, and for also men, I'd also advocate, get screened get regular screening, get, uh, it's advised to get screened uh, every year. Uh, by getting screened, uh, you can able to uh, identify the disease early and also by the identifying it early, you can be treated early. Uh, men do not, should not actually don't play this because uh, actually in our clinic, uh, we have, I think, four men with uh, breast cancer. Uh, I think one was... One, some of them we detected it late because, again, in our community, people do not really think of breast cancer in men as a thing. So by the time it's actually diagnosed, this is a patient who has gone through a lot. But it's coming up and it's something that is real. And I think it's time men also started being advocated for to go for a, a, a breast examination so that we can actually catch this early, treat it early. Thank you so much, Dr. Maybe do you have anything else that you might want to add? Probably the main thing that I'd say is uh, cancer is not the end of life. Uh, there is a public perception whereby if you have cancer, it means that uh, your days are numbered or something in that regards. However, uh, based on the advances in health, technology, and science, uh, uh, cancer is manageable. Uh, even the stage four that we have... Uh, can get a patient who, whose quality of life is prolonged considerably because of the management that we currently have. So main thing, especially in this breast cancer month, get screened, uh, go to your nearest facility, get screened. Uh, we have internet. Learn how to do for ladies. Learn how to do a self-breast examination. You feel something that is suspicious, go to the nearest health facility, and uh, probably through the healthcare provider, you can advise and manage it accordingly. Thank you so much, Dr. I have learned so much, and I'm sure there are so many other women and men out there who have also learned so much about breast cancer and just not just breast, breast cancer alone, but cancer in general. And my main takeaway here is the fact that it's important to have your tests done regularly, get to be screened, get to know your status, and if you have any malignant cells, you start off with management in good time. So that has been the A to Z of Disease podcast with me, Rose. Mokonyo. Be sure to catch me next time on our next episode. The A to Z of Disease Podcast. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.